Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the All right, thank you for joining the ESPC podcast, which the purpose of every podcast is to make money. And what we do is we use business and financial concepts from the finance world to do so. Who am I and why the hell should you listen to what I am saying? I have an MBA, securities license, clients that worth $50 million and above for more than a decade. And you don't have clients like that for more than a decade unless you are either making your money or tax mitigation, right? So I've used those concepts for the last 13 years to create profit, to go on vacation, tangible things. My wife has not bought gasoline from not non-betting dollars since 2011. Now, Chad himself has uh, a Bitcoin car that when he goes or when, you know, him and his girlfriend go to the gas station, Chad's assignment is to use the Bitcoin car for gas to pay off picks, right? Off knowledge coming from our head. But what's good for you is that we're sharing it with you because we live in a $137 trillion market and there's money for everyone. And freedom's not free. We need to teach people capitalism we need to teach people how to invest and how to make decisions decision science the queen just died she had a whole royal court helping her make decisions my mom was a brilliant businesswoman but when i asked her mom what should i do in my 20s you're intelligent smart businesswoman how do i go about making the right decision in this situation he would say go ahead and pray <laughs> ask God what the right thing to do. I'm like, oh, God helps those who help themselves. It has to be a method, methodology, you know, a method to making decisions. So I studied, taught myself decision science, which we teach here. So what have been the outcomes? Every single podcast is also a business meeting with a specific outcome and a specific result. Now the result has to be Repeatable, scalable, right? You have to be able to scale it. You have to be able to repeat it. And it has to have a good margin, right? And the more margin it has, the better off you are. So for us is the level above 52.5, which is break even. 
So that's why we call the podcast 70%, because we, at a minimum, want to get 70% of these rights using our process that I've developed over a 25-year period, but has only been profitable the last 13 years. Hence, Anna buying uh, gas just off uh, betting dollars. The other night, Anna goes, I really want you to watch this movie with me. We've been married 18 years. I want you to watch this movie with me. You can watch the football game on the iPad. <laughs> you know, right? If we were making money watching football games, there would be no football game. You're not watching that football game. You're watching this movie with me. I really want you to watch. No, the conversation shifted too. This is, this is great for people who watch excessive amounts of football like we do. I think, to me, I don't know. What do you think, Chad? Chad, Arena League football, 26 yards of catch. His brother, the starting quarterback, pro football focus, number one quarterback in college football at Oregon State, playing Fresno State this weekend. Chad runs a 4-3. He played college football. In the last couple of years, he made a lot of money. The highest margins have been really college basketball, but that's later on. So what is, it's great for the relationship when you're creating a profit, betting on games that your significant other and your family can benefit from. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, you know, you, you always talk about we got to we got to battle inflation here with uh right using our time to to monetize our time and make money so yeah i mean it's awesome uh turning in a leisure activity something that so many people just do for leisure right and just enjoy the day and watch some football um you know be able to to monetize our time here and you know use use our time to to analyze these teams and um you know predict the highest probability of these outcomes and, and get over that 52 and a half percent and um you know uh you know mitigate that inflation with uh, some betting dollars so yeah and uh we have a large streak we want to keep uh it's like 59 out of 60 weeks nfl profit and i really can't remember the last college football week that I didn't have profit. Uh, so each week compounds on the week before. So it's like having the benefit of being a credit card company because you're compounding interest in your favor every week. So what we're going to do is every uh, Friday, we're going to record a 10-pack, 10-pack for your weekend. We can make it a 12-pack if you want, Chad. But uh, we'll start with a 10-pack. What's the first game you want to uh, analyze so we, you and I, and the audience can monetize? Um, we can start with tonight's games. Uh, we got we got a uh, Josh here. Likes this over in our Central Florida in Louisville, uh, 61 and a half. We got two offensive teams, two offensive-minded coaches here right. going to playing in a very hot, warm, humid environment, which, uh, you know, getting up and down the field, those defenses, we expect them to wear out late, get tired, uh, look for those late, those fourth-quarter scores. Um, you know, even if this one doesn't get super high scoring in the first three quarters, I mean, I would expect, you know, a couple, two or three touchdowns in that, in that last quarter at least. So 
Um, we like that one to get over. Right. We're gonna we're gonna take a look here at the uh, Central Florida second half line. Um, you know, teams just coming down and playing in this heat. NFL, college, something we always look at with Florida teams. We always, um, you know, look, look to play that second half line. And at least, you know, even if we don't play it, we're going to take a good hard look at it and see see if we like uh, the number and, and the probability of them covering that second half line. And then um, we both agree on New Mexico plus the uh, 17 and a half, 18 range. Um, right. Well, this this is a very low total. Uh, both these teams, defensive heavy, uh, Boise State defensive head coach, New Mexico defense. Uh, Avalos, is low, the is, head coach for uh, Boise State. And then good old Rocky Long gets in a fight with the administration at San Diego State. They're, uh, the, the team he left there, right, with uh, Brady Hoke, who's really the opposite of Coach Long. He sucks as a coach. <laughs> Rocky Long is a great coach. Uh, Rocky Long, man, the four-two-five defense, he pretty much invented it when he was at UCLA. And now uh, look for him to keep this game under for us. Because all this information is idle information. Not, we're not making money, Chad. Yep. Yeah, so that we like that. Under the 44 and a half is what we got it at. And um uh, New Mexico plus the 18. We're going to – a lot of running in this game. Um, I think both defenses will be pretty stiff here. Uh, you know, I think Boise State wins the game by about 7 to 14 points. Right. So, um, Yeah, like we're not picking one. the outcome of the game. We're, we're picking what's going to give us an 80% probability because we use probability to win the game, to win us money. Yep. And then, uh, and then the, the other thoughts that I have on um, you can't finish university, I call them that because I graduated from the University of South Florida. They're a rival, even though we're not probably not going to play for a while because they're going to the Big 12, maybe. Who knows what's going to happen with the Big 12. Uh, but they're still going over there. I think it's a mistake. I'm glad they did it. This is the second year. Uh, college teams work in two-year cycles, so this is the second year for Gus Malzahn. He won a national title as an offensive coordinator with Gene Shizik, who is your defensive coordinator over there at North Carolina. Uh, he preseason th- said that he has an, uh, uh, a playoff team. So it's early in the season. It's still full of that false hope. <laughs> uh, Louisville coming off a bad loss against Syracuse. They really have to focus on that ACC season and winning as many ACC games as possible. Not that they might not do a good showing tonight. He's an offensive guy. Uh, his quarterback can run to make those defensive linemen tired in the hot and humidity of Central Florida. So for that and other reasons, we're, we're Chad and I agree on that over. Yep. Yes, we do. Right on. So All right, moving on. We'll start. We'll go chronological here. Um, okay. Starting with our our nine o'clock games tomorrow morning. Josh, first pick. I'll let you go with this one. We got Texas plus twenty one at home against Alabama. Right. Uh, these are coaches that we've been studying for years, and the reason we study coaches is because in the business world, 
technical analysis, which you see right now on CNBC, Bloomberg, has never gotten anybody rich. And I'll make sure the episode notes have links to kind of fill in the gaps of what I'm saying. However, fundamental analysis has gotten people rich. And I'll put a link to, to the guy who made $39 billion. I mean, he was a, a ridiculously a talented mathematician, but all he did was look for market inefficiencies to make that $39 billion. So we did that at sports betting, right? So we can go on vacation on sports betting dollars uh, and beat inflation with it. So fundamental analysis, one of the... We'll have the five tenets in there, but one of the main ones, especially to us betting, is corporate governance. How's how's that team run? Is the like King Charles, right? King Charles got in there just because he was born, not because he has talent. So is this coach there because of hype and PR, or can he really coach? Right? So now you have Nick Satan in Alabama going to Texas. Texas run by several billionaires, you know, the McCombs family. We can go on and on of the billionaires in that Texas program. They hire Sarkeesian. I'll call him Prince Sarkeesian because he's had zero ta- talent as a head coach. He was mediocre at Washington and he got fired for being an alcoholic at USC. He goes to Nick Satan uh, as an analyst and then wins a national title as an offensive coordinator, but he himself said it. How can you not be run a successful offense with a Heisman Trophy quarterback and eight first-round draft picks out of your starting level, right? So Sarkeesian hasn't proven anything, but if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So he brings in Gary Patterson, who knows how to beat more people with less. He built that program from scratch from TCU. In the summer, they came up with a game plan against Alabama. Bill O'Brien, quarterback coach for Bill Belichick. Belichick and Satan are best friends. Very interesting. The Belichick and Satan are both friends, right? Uh, Bill O'Brien's never he he destroyed Houston Texans when he was at Penn State. He sucked. And Bill Belichick, if Bill O'Brien decided to call a play or start arguing with Josh McDaniels, Belichick would go straight to Bill O'Brien and punch him in the face. So for those reasons, I like Texas plus 22. I'm going to buy the point. because you know, I don't trust maybe the talent gap. But Gary Patterson, and I think uh, Texas has enough talent to uh, throw blows with them and not get blown out, and I wouldn't be shocked if I know Florida, a lot of people said Florida should have beat Alabama last year. They had them on the ropes. Uh, They only lost by a two-point conversion at the end of the game. I wouldn't be shocked at that that type of game. Alabama's not losing. So let's say Texas is up 14-0, and you can get a live bet on Alabama money line. I would do that. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I like it. you know, 21 points at home. Uh, Texas is going to throw the kitchen sink at Alabama, everything they got. Right. Uh, if they can just keep it close in this one, it's, it does a lot for the, the morale and for right. recruiting. program. Um, so, yeah, but 
let's move let's move on from that one. Um, next game we got Ohio State um, playing Central Arkansas, and we got over sixty eight and a half here. Um, you know we like Ohio State to put up big big points in this one, big offensive showing against an inferior team, and then um, the corporate governance here uh, of of Arkansas State. We like them to be able to score some points and, uh, you know, get this one to go over the 68 and a half. Good old Bush Jones. Bush Jones. Uh, oh, I, did I say Central Arkansas? I meant Arkansas State. Yeah, Arkansas State. They're all kind of the same, right? Except yeah, yeah. Arkansas State's a little better program. Uh, Blake Anderson, who won the Mountain West title, Utah State, was the head coach there. Uh, Bush Jones. Coach in the SEC. His mentor was at Central Michigan, Brian Kelly. Uh, his specialty is offense. So I remember when he was at Cincinnati and they played USF, he always figured out a way to score. Uh, he did that last year at Arkansas State and covered for us in some big games. One, one game, I think the line was 66, but he covered with us uh, when they played Washington, Jimmy Lake last year and they covered uh when they played like um louisiana and when they played coastal carolina arkansas state covered for us because he's a good coach and now with the transfer portal he has money from his last coaching stop uh he's not passed giving a recruit you know fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars cash and then tell everybody that's from nil money right to get a player yeah to be able to be competitive this year. So I like Arkansas State in this situation. Ohio State was criticized for their offense last week against Notre Dame. Uh, they really have no games they're really worried about until the Michigan game. And they have whole other game, game plan. Coach Wilson, oh. Kevin Wilson, who's the offensive coordinator there, won the national title with Bob Stoops. At Indiana, with no talent, he figured out the score. Now he has infinite amount of talent in Ohio State. They want to show off that offense this week so the alumni doesn't criticize him for not scoring and keeping them yeah. in. And you're not, we're not taking the spread here. We're just playing no. over, right? We're it, just going yeah. over because the spread is – anything can happen. Yeah, it could go either way, 44 and a half. It's too unpredictable. When those numbers get that big, it's – Yeah, they lose 70 to 24. <laughs> you're happy because you got the over, but you're like, oh, I just missed the spread. For whatever reason, block punt, whatever. Yep. All right, move, moving on. Next game, we got Duke on the road at Northwestern here. So this is one of my picks. That's your pick. Um, That's all you, Chad. Yeah, so I, I hear, man, I watched Duke um, play Temple last week. You know, I mean, Temple, not not the greatest team. You know, they do play in a good conference. You know, the best group five conference. Um, they got a new coach. Struggled offensively last year, um, you know, and Duke got a new head coach, defensive guy. Uh, pitch right. a shutout. Um, you know, so I, I like Duke here. I like them, them offensively. They had a couple receivers. The, the quarterback was he, he, I like how he's throwing the ball around. He's an accurate passer. He's a passer of the football. He's not just a thrower. Um, right. I think, with that being said, I think Duke will be able to cover 10 and a half here. Northwestern has only played one game in Dublin against Nebraska. Um, I, I just – Northwestern, I just don't think offensively they're juggernauts here that are going to blow Duke out of the water. I think Duke's defense is much improved here. 
So I, I also I think this game comes under the 57. I like Duke plus 10 and a half here, and I think this game is going to come under the 57. I just think that's too many points. Um, you know, as much as Duke's offense looked good last week, I think Northwestern defense will be a lot stiffer. You know, and I think Duke's defense is much improved, and I think the Northwestern offense is very, uh, you know, conservative and going to run the ball a lot. Um, you know, saw some very conservative play calling against Nebraska. I mean, I saw third and 17, and they ran it. Right. Um, very conservative play call from Northwestern. I think that will lead to the under here. 57 is a pretty big number. We're over the key number of 56. So I like the under here a lot, and I like Duke to cover, keep it with, get it over that key number, get 10 and a half. I like Duke to keep it within 10 and cash this ticket there. So uh, uh, moving on, we have Ohio going to Penn State here. And uh, I know Josh here really likes the under in this one, 54 and a half. I um, think both teams are really going to run the ball. Ohio is going to be vanilla. We think Penn State is in a very, a, a very vanilla situation. Uh, coming off a tough game against Purdue here and with Auburn next week. Um, I think they'll be pretty conservative, right? On the pre-show exactly. a little bit, we talked about Penn State's running game last year was non-existent. To be competitive this year, they're going to need to establish a run game. Week one against Purdue, they had one of their, I mean, compared to last season, they had some success running the ball. So we look for them to build on that success against inferior team get that confidence running the ball going into Auburn next week. Um, so with that being said, we like Ohio here plus 27. We're going to wait until 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're right, going to look exactly. for that line to keep, keep ballooning. It opened at 23. It's up to 27. We're looking to get something north of 28 over that key number. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think late in this one, I don't think Penn State's going to tr try to run this score up. I think they're going to try to run the ball which is going to keep it under the 54 and a half and allow Ohio to cover this, uh, this plus 27, 28 number. What do you think, Josh? Okay. Uh, I 100% agree with that. $3 billion uh, spent in uh, the handle in New Jersey. So what that means is like Penn State – and those teams up there, the Philadelphia Eagles, Penn State, all those traditional teams, people are just going to bet blindly and get uh, the score up, which uh, which gets the totals up. Because people, what they want to do is bet the overs, and they want to bet their teams to cover the spread, right? But the casino's not going to let you do that. And I am going to finish writing this article on belief and suspending belief, which is very important to suspend belief because it's a coping mechanism to help you cope with this cruel, uncertain world we live in. But it's not good in sports betting. You can't believe in Easter Bunny or Santa Claus while you're sports betting. So... To that end, when you see a situation like this, especially early in the season, you let the line balloon up and you do your research. Number one rule of betting is do not bet your own team. Number two rule of betting is always do your research. So doing your research, 
seeing an inflated nine is taking advantage of a market inefficiency, right? Because the market's inefficient from its stated goals, right? Find equal amounts of buyers and sellers, right? Where 80% is going towards one side. We want to be the 20% that's paying for our bills betting on these games. <laughs> so that's why we're going with Ohio and the points and waiting for the market to become even more efficient to give us more sound. Yep, yep. All right, next game. We got uh, – this is kind of a pick we stick to here with the, uh, the Army Unders. They went over last week. So, um, you know, we like the numbers 54 here. We got a pretty big number. Um, you know, Army does score some points. UTSA, um, who they're playing. It's just with these service academy schools, we know we're getting a lot of run. And, right. um, you know, we it's it's expected to be a close game. The line's two and a half. UTSA's favored. So I like, in I mean, in a close style game here, um, I think that plays to the under more than a blowout game, but a spread that's, you know, 14, 15, 20 points. Right. So this is going to be a, this is close game. 54 is a pretty big number. Buy that half point, get under 54 and a half. The Army under. We're not going to go into this one too much detail. We uh, service academy a, for the for the most part go under. You got to do your research, but when you see the line going your way, and it's going under, uh, you got you got to bet the under in the service academy. Almost it's almost automatic. And then uh, next game here. Uh, Josh likes Vandy plus 13, and I like it. I like it a lot with them. We got Vandy at, at home, 13 point dogs against Wake Forest. You know, I, I think Wake Forest here is is uh, overvalued right now in the betting market. They were really good last year. Um, you know, they don't have their quarterback, Sam Hartman. He's still injured. Right. Um, Vanderbilt's 2 0. They got some confidence from going out to Hawaii, whooping their ass. And right. they, they played at FDS school last week, handled them. So I think. You know, with that confidence here, it's a new year. Um, you know, this isn't just a, you know, everybody, you know, likes to just look at last year and all Vandy sucks. You know, they, you know, they, they, they are the probably the least talented team in the SEC. But, you know, I think getting 13 points at home here against a Wake Forest team that doesn't have their star quarterback um, right. that I think is overvalued. I think 13 points right now is just is, is too many in this game. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a close game, a one possession game. Um you know, I, I see Vandy being in this game late. So uh, we like the points here. What do you think, Josh? Uh, same here. Same here. Uh, it's a defensive guy. He has to win as many games as possible while his team isn't depleted, like death, and they have this confidence going. So, yeah, give me Vanderbilt uh, covering the point. Not to win the game. Maybe Wake Forest sneaks it out at the end. Boston's a great coach, the guy over there, but I think Vanderbilt wants uh, covers this. Yep, yep. Nice. Next game, uh, Ball State plus seven at uh, Western Michigan, or at home against Western Michigan. Uh, this game is one one game you kind of encouraged me to research. Uh, I like I like uh, Coach. Uh, Mike New, he's a disciple of Sean Payton. Uh, he knows how to 
control the game from the offensive side of the ball. So, yet again, similar to Vanderbilt, they know they don't have as much depth as they want. Uh, it's going to be a long season, right? Uh, so, they got to take advantage at home in front of the alumni to pay his salary. They have to maximize their opportunities. This is a Mac game. You're getting points. Uh, Western Michigan is probably beat up from paying Michigan State. And they also only started like 39 guys, uh, 39 starts on the offensive line. So they ran the ball well. But pass blocking, they were horrible. So I know it was against Michigan State, but they were like 0 for 12. It was a bad number. They were 1 for 13 on third down in passing situations. So in this situation against Ball State and Ball State getting points, give me Ball State and Coach New plus the seven points. Here. Another Mac pick here, Central Michigan, uh, minus five uh, against South Alabama. Man, I was really impressed. Uh, um, you know, Central Michigan ended the year last year with a good bowl win against Washington State. Uh, right. Was really impressed with how they stuck in the game against Oklahoma State. They got down big. They got down right. big. They did not give up. They fought hard. That defense came out in the second half um, after just getting ran all over the first half. Tightened up. Really, really put the clamps on Oklahoma State quarterback um, man he's they were turning uh, I believe his last name is Richardson um, right. was very accurate through for 400 yards against a, you know a Oklahoma State team that's known for its defense um, they returned one of the best rush you know leading rushers in the country Lou Nichols um, they also have another back I forget his name but they got a good one-two punch uh, probably the best Mac team that I've seen thus far um, and I, I just I, I like them here at, at their home opener um, to uh, to handle South Alabama minus five under under a touchdown under under six. I like Central Michigan here. I, I like I like their corporate governance. I like Mikel Wayne. I think he's a great coach. And they did some good stuff against Oklahoma State last week. And I think they uh, carry that over that second half they played last week. I think they carried into this week and get themselves a, a, a win here by more than a touchdown. Nice. I did not um, research that game, so no opinions. If you haven't researched a game, unfortunately, you can't have an opinion. But I like Chad's uh, thinking on that, and I'll bet it. I'll put my hard-earned money on what Chad said without me researching myself. That's the thing about sports uh, betting, about information. you got to be collaborative. Go ahead, Chad. Next game we're looking at, App State at Texas A&M. The line's plus 19 right now. Um, looking forward to balloon up tomorrow. That's that's a twelve uh, thirty kickoff. Looking to get something north of twenty one, but right, I I do think nineteen or twenty will be enough here. App State, right? I mean, they scored fifty five points last week. Um, you know, now Texas A M defense will be better than North Carolina, but I still think that um, App State will be able to score here. And and even if um, you know Texas A M does get get north of covering here with right. this offense backdoor covers and play huge here um you know Texas A&M didn't didn't cover the spread last week against Sam Houston State um App State here's a lot better of a team than Sam Houston State a lot more talent a lot more experience um 
so yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I look for them to not cover this big number again. Um, you know, I think App State will, will have some offensive success, whether it's garbage time at the end of the game or not. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think they'll be able to get, get enough here to cover 20 points. So like that one, that's one of my picks. Next pick that Josh has is. One, one thing I like to throw in about Texas A&M. Uh, this guy named Franchoni was a coach at Texas A&M, and the reason he got fired is because he had a secret newsletter telling the alumni whether they were going to cover the spread or not. <laughs> Texas A&M has the richest alumni, and they bet a lot on these games. So even though it's unregulated and we don't get the real numbers, you got to predict that that Texas A&M alumni with money to burn. Now, now they have more money because now these guys can sell as much oil as they want to Germany, right? Because Germany doesn't want to buy any more oil from Russia. So all these oil refinery guys, oil guys in Texas, Texas A&M alumni have a lot of money and they don't care if they lose money. They will bet a million dollars on the in the places that'll take their bet. People who don't have connections will bet $180,000, the limit at a casino, right? On Texas A&M blindly. So you got to look at Texas A&M having a lot of inflated line, especially each recruit got a million dollars. So if each recruit got a million dollars, whoever gave him that money, the alumni is going to bet blinding on, on him. He already did, right? By giving them that million dollar NIL. Just blindly on what Jimbo Fisher says. So you got to look at Texas A&M in that situation to go the other way like Chad's doing. All right, next game is your Colorado Buffaloes um, going to Air Force, getting right. 18 points. What do you think about that one, Josh? That's an overreaction. Uh, Chad knows better than I do. The athletes on Colorado, whatever you think of them at the Pac-12 level, Athlete for athlete, they should be able to match up with Air Force. Uh, Colorado's coming off a bad loss at home. Altitude's not going to bother them, right? Because both teams are in Colorado. Uh, Darrell can't be that bad. Not saying they're going to win the game. They might. But plus 18, that's just way too many points, Chad. What do you think? Yeah. Over-exaggeration from their loss against TCU last week. Right. I know it got ugly late. It got a little out of hand, but, I mean, this is still a Power 5, Pac-12 school. They, you know, they out-recruit. They have more talent. So, giving them 18 points in this situation. You know, Air Force has been good the last few years. Um, you know, the service academy schools can be sneaky sometimes, but, I mean, just when you're looking at highest probability of outcome here, 18 right. points is way too many. There's a lot higher Literally. probability of Colorado covering 18 than Air Force covering 18. Right. So, like that pick a lot. All right, next pick we got Iowa versus Iowa State. And me and Josh, we like under 40 here, under 40 and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, I, Iowa. Uh, Iowa, what, they, they scored zero points last week. Against I think they won South five. Dakota. Five to three. Yeah, they they only scored on a safety. Yeah, they they had two safeties, and and they kicked the field goal. Yep, and their defense is lights out. Right, against an FCS team, South Dakota. So Iowa State's in a developmental year. 
but this is the best spot for them to go all out, try to get a win uh, because it's early in the season. Their depth is not depleted yet, and the kids are not super depressed that they're losing streaks. So this is a big, big game for them to uh, to keep it close. 14-13 game. Yes, yes. All right, one of one of my picks here, Illinois at home against Virginia. Uh, they're a four point favorite here, but I'm going to take them on the money line minus 180. Okay. Um, you know, I could see them only winning it by a field goal. Very possible. Right. Going to be a tight game. Illinois is not a team that's going to blow people away, but I love, I love Chase Brown. Their running back is the best running back I've seen in college football. The How so? Is, why? Why is he the best running back? Because you're a player, so you know. I'd be interested to hear. The the combination of speed, quickness, his ability to make guys miss, his ability to run through arm tackles, be physical, finish runs, is is bar none. It's elite. This kid, I forget where he transferred from. He, he wasn't a big recruit. He transferred from a group five school. He's rushed for 200 yards in both of the first two games. Um, I, you know, Virginia's got their work cut out for him. The Illinois O-line's blocking. You know, you block better when you know you got a dude toting the rock with all right. his heart and soul behind you. Very, you, you yeah, get, that's some good insight. You give that effort. You know, when, when you know, when you're on kickoff and you know you got one of the best kick returners back there that's already took two back this year, and he says, right. let's go, guys. Come on, block your heart out. I'm going to hit this shit full speed. Right. You go a little harder for that guy than the guy who – is a mediocre player and, and hasn't really had any success, doesn't get you fired up. So Illinois um, lost a heartbreaker to Indiana on the road. They should have won that game. Um, you know, they, they were in it. They controlled it. They had way more total yards of offense. Um, I expect them to come home right here, that home crowd, and get right. I love that running game. I think they'll be able to control the game. No one stopped Chase Brown yet this year. I'm going to bet them until I see someone stop him. So uh, I like Illinois in this spot at home on the money line. You know, I think four points, I think that's a good spread. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to a Virginia plus four pick here, but I do not think Virginia wins this game at home. I think it's going to be a hard-fought, hard-fought battle of the game, and I think Illinois will pull out the win here. So I like Illinois minus 180 on the money line. Nice, nice. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. I'm going to bet that right. well, based then, on what you said. My next – another pick of mine, um, I don't know if Josh is hopping on this one or not, but West Virginia, I got them earlier. I think the line's like 13 and a half, 14. I got them earlier in the week at minus 13 at home against Kansas, another team that lost a heartbreaker at Pitt. Um, the offense looked good. Receivers look good. JT Daniels has guys to throw the ball to, has weapons. Home opener here against Kansas, who's, you know, Talent-wise, been been a struggle the last few years. They have the least talent in the Big 12. I like West Virginia to get right here and win this game by two touchdowns. Um, I think it's yeah, just a good spot. I mean, spot Lance Leopold, the coach at Kansas, is good. But the talent gap between West Virginia and them might be too great, especially West Virginia coming off a loss. And this is going to be a home conference game. Yeah. With better talent. Exactly. Conference game. Great point. Um, my next, uh, my next play here is Old Dominion plus thirteen at East Carolina. Okay. Um, East Carolina's coming off a stinker loss. Um, had a field 
So uh, extra point to tie the game. The kicker missed. Had a, a field goal to win the game. The kicker missed. Um, you know they should have. Well, that was against NC State, right? Right. They should have beat NC State. Um, you know, so I think momentum wise here, Old Dominion's coming off a big, big win uh, at home against Virginia Tech on a last second, last second play end of the game. I think they can carry that momentum in here and play a very competitive game against East Carolina, who is a very good team. Um, they do have talent. They will compete in that AAC and, and be a solid team. Uh, you know, but I, I just think that that 13 here is too big of a number. And I, I like East Carolina here to, uh, or I like Old Dominion to keep it close. Um, you know, I don't think East Carolina here is a team that's going to walk away with this one and, and just dominate and blow them out of the water. I think they'll be able to compete, um, you know, so I, I like Old Dominion get, getting the points here. I think the momentum shift is good with with uh, them coming off a big win and East Carolina coming off a heartbreaking loss. I think that they'll be able to carry that into this game and and, uh, and, and be able to, to keep it competitive and close. I think this game will be competitive in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, you know, just from a structural standpoint, uh, East Carolina, the way they play, is short passing game run the ball, you know, play good defense, uh, pin the team deep. So when you're looking at, you know, almost close to two touchdowns against EDU, ODU that has good talent, that just seems like way too many points for that. So I like I like that. I like ODU in that situation. Boom, boom. All right, next game, Josh likes Florida on the money line and under 52 in that Florida-Kentucky game. Right, styles make fights. So you're looking at, I want to call him Mike Dukes, Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops is a defensive corner at FAU, part of the Stoops brother. I think his name is Mark Stoops from the famous Stoops family. Uh, Bob Stoops won a national title at Oklahoma. They're going to run the ball, right? They have a new offensive line. It's easier to run block. Styles, you know, you know, Florida fans don't like his style. The new coach there loves to run the ball. He has Anthony Richardson, has a good touch deep, but he can run it. He has a 4-3, right? So that means they'll keep possession. And he wants to control the game, play zone, make the other team make mistakes. Kentucky's going to minimize that mistakes. So I like the under in this situation. Uh, Florida money line, because Florida has to win this game. Florida beat Kentucky 28 years in a row. And I know a lot of Florida alumni, that was a lot of pride. Now they've lost to him a couple of times. And they're super pissed. I'm sure that when he got hired, they told him, hey, one of the games you have to do is you got to beat Kentucky every year. Because we had a long win streak. So they're going to win the game. Spread is iffy. So I like the money line, get some money there, and then compound that uh, with playing the under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah. Yep, no, I'm with you here. I uh, it's gonna be hot and muggy down there. You gotta protect your defenses. Exactly. See both teams run, run, running that ball, man. Um, all right, next game we got Arizona State plus eleven at Oklahoma State with the total at fifty eight and a half. Um, so I know me and Josh talked. We like Arizona State plus eleven here. Um, we think it's a good spot. Uh, you know, this is Oklahoma State's got an inflated line, in my opinion. Right. Um, they got that number four or five ranking next to their name here. Yeah, they so, should be ranked that high. Uh, 
persuading people to uh to take that. I also, man, I I like this under. Just looking at it right now, man, I think under fifty eight and a half by the maybe the point uh, under fifty nine. Right. Herm Edwards is just awesome to these unders, man. And I, and Marvin this, Lewis too. Marvin Lewis doesn't want to recruit. He's just sitting there studying teams in the offseason and coming up with a game plan. You're talking the about reason, a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator, right? Defense, yeah, and, he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens as a defensive coordinator. Then he got the Bengals with no money, got him into the playoffs six years as a head coach and defensive coordinator. Now he's sitting back. That's all he does all day, strategize defenses, right? So you got to think he's got some really good game plan dialed up for Oklahoma State. Uh, conference realignment, Arizona State, uh, kind of maybe want, either he's going to the Big 12 or wants to stick it to the Big 12. Either way, the coaches want to put their best foot forward. And I love the under. That's way too many points. Emory Jones. Yeah. People are like, oh, Emory Jones, man, he got kicked out of Florida. No. Anthony Richardson, rocket arm, runs a 4'3", 6'4", 240 pounds, <laughs> right? You can just beat him out. It's not that Emory Jones is a bad quarterback. He just, you know, he was competing against Cam Newton. So Emory yeah, Jones, number... this year senior quarterback, a lot to prove. I like Arizona State in this game. Yeah, 58 and a half is inflated. Uh, Oklahoma State, Central Michigan scored about 100 combined points last week. Um, Different culture Oklahoma, philosophy, right? Oklahoma State runs that very fast tempo offense here. Right. In a, in a close game, they're going to have to slow down because they can't go three and out with that tempo and, and right. put their defense right back on the field here against the Arizona State team that's going to pound them, run the ball. Um, you know, they got a good good one-two punch. X, X uh, Valadez, good back. Right. Emory Jones can, can run it. Um, he gets downhill. He's, you know, capable. He's a running back back there as a, as a quarterback. So, um, you know, they're going to have to – put drives together so yeah 58 and a half is an inflated number here and i i this one i like to under here a lot Man. our next game josh is one of your picks georgia southern plus 24 at nebraska nebraska hasn't covered all year north dakota state even though they're you know five-time fcs champion uh they're in the red zone a couple times and they messed up they scored 14 points technically they win the game we know that Game changes, you control the game, you run clock. But they 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 were physical with Nebraska, and then Nebraska loses to Northwestern. They aren't world beaters. Fast forward to Clay Helton. I used to go on Gomer Helton when he was coach at USC. He's now the head coach at Georgia Southern. He's put a really good staff together. There's a lot of players in the South. He got a bunch of transfer portal guys. They were on the list at USC, where they played at USC. Uh, he has enough to not lose to 24 points to Nebraska, and Nebraska has a way bigger game next week against Oklahoma. So they don't want to show Oklahoma more than they have to. They just want to win the game like they did against North Dakota State. So yep. I see a similar game. I Love see them it. winning, you know, 24-14, covering 24 points worth. And Gomer Helton has a lot to prove because if he doesn't do well at Georgia Southern, that's the end of his coaching career. So he's going to be on it. Yep. Love it. Good pick. Good pick. Stanford plus nine at home against SC. 
Yes, this is our annual pick Stanford in an inflated line. Uh, Brian, you know, David Shaw has made a career, literally. Stanford alumni say, hey, we only want two things. We want a winning record and beat USC. That's all we want. And that's what he's done. He's beaten USC every time, even last year, got Helton fired. All he does all summer is study USC. USC's in transition. Uh, that score last week was really fake. You have Rice, who hasn't had a winning season in a decade, uh, ran all over him, five, over five yards of carry. Now you're playing Stanford, that they're, you know, they're, um, they're, their philosophy of the whole program is to run the ball. Then Tyler McKee, we're making fun because I guess some alumni got in there, some, uh, you know, Cal alumni got in there and said he was 36 years old because he was on a mission. But he is close to 30 years old. So he's almost like a professional caller, quarterback, Tyler McGee. And we're getting nine points in this situation. Uh, and the new defensive coordinator for uh, USC uh, was the defensive coordinator at Washington State. So Shaw's familiar with him, right? So it's going to be Jonathan Smith when Chance uh, plays him. So he's not, it's not. You know, like this whole new thing they're not prepared for. So I like Stanford a lot. And going to look at it again. I think I talked myself into sprinkling a little bit on that money line and love the under. What do you think, Chad? Uh, yeah, man. I, I think you got to look at Stanford at home here. I mean, USC, they haven't shown us anything yet this year, right? Uh, this is last they year. Had three, they had three pick sixes. That's why the yeah. score is very deceptive. They had three pick sixes, and one of the pick sixes was a 14-point swing. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at this game last year up in Stanford against that USC team. Stanford's probably favored. It's probably a pick em. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just they got the Lincoln Riley and the Caleb Williams hype here. Um, right. You know, I think they got to show us before, you know, we believe they're for real. I think nine points up, up in the road in Stanford, a team that is – planning a co head coach that is looking at this is his you know his biggest game of the year every right. year um you you, you got you got to take it um yeah, so yeah you, you can only get your team up right steve spurrier uh won a national title of florida three times a year right and chad agrees it this is the one time a year right cal's a given notre dame's a given and usc those three games are the games to get up in last year stanford had a horrible year but they beat USC and Oregon, right? So Shaw, David Shaw's a master strategist. Yep. Not, not betting against them. Our last pick of the day is Michigan and Hawaii under 67 and a half. Right. Uh, last week, Michigan had 60, I think 66 plays. They ran it 46 times and threw it 20. They're having a fake quarterback competition right? so they're probably going to throw it again 20 times uh michigan runs it they were uh fourth in times rushing last year the top three were the service academies air force army and navy so out of the normal teams michigan ran more than anybody else why because they want to keep their defense off the field keep their fret legs fresh 
throughout the season for the Ohio State game. That's their big game. Uh, Hawaii is horrible. Basically a JUCO team. Yeah. The guys left. The new coach couldn't really replace them. They basically had anybody. It was a great time if you if marginal high school player or you wanted to get your kid into the Michigan school. It was a great time to try to get them into Hawaii because they were just taking anybody to fill the roster. And they've been really horrible the first two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, so, I mean, we're, me and Josh are looking for Hawaii to get donutted here, zero points. Right. Michigan so, might know, win it 52 to nothing. And you're still going to six zero, right? 63-0. Only way this goes over is if Michigan is able to go over on their own, but they got bigger fish to fry, like Josh said. And right. You, not, you don't want to do that. You want to be friends with everybody. They're saying Harbaugh, uh, the reason he said that he, if one of the his players got a woman pregnant, they would take care of the kid. Because he, they're saying he wants to get into politics, wants to be the governor of Michigan. <laughs> so if he wants to be the governor, he's not going to run up the score on people. You know, he, he's very, very political right now. So he's not going to run up the score. You know, he's, he's going to uh, take a knee like we wish Dabo would have done Monday night. Yeah. With a big my, lead. He's a Christian guy. OG shirts. I'm Christian. I love everybody. You know, da da da. And there he is trying to run up the score on somebody, man. What's going on, Dabo? Yeah. So that, uh, that wraps us up. Bonus pick Oregon State money line at Fresno. I, I mean, we can't bet that game. That game we're gonna not, ignore yeah. because you know uh, that's Chad's brother, right? So we're gonna, gonna overestimate. We're gonna overestimate. Uh, really, I gotta check this, but we are gonna try to get this. He's the number one rated quarterback for focus. Chance Nolan for Heisman because they were trying to say Bryce Young. Come on, man, Bryce Young, give me a break. They're trying to say yeah. Stetson Bennett. Come on. Stetson Bennett is 50% the quarterback chances, right? Stetson Bennett doesn't have the height, doesn't have the yeah. arm, can't read defenses the way. All Stetson Bennett does throw the wide open wide receivers, man. Wide open Stetson Bennett, uh, tight end from California. Yeah. Uh, chance yeah. is dropping dimes on covered receivers, dropping the ball in there. We got the videos if you want to do that. Chance is reading the defense. Chance does not have happy feet like Stetson Bennett has. And he has a strong arm. And he's taller. And he has better statistics on a worse team. Oregon State, he's on Georgia. With Georgia had 15 guys drafted in the NFL draft last year. And the guys this year are better than the guys last year. Right? Chance might, even, Chance might be him and two other guys. Might be the only draft picks out of Oregon State. So, uh, you're going to tell me Seth and Bennett? Oh, come on, man. I got to uh, – I'm going to start ripping people on that. Seth and Bennett in the top five Heisman. No, man. Let's get Chance in there. Let's get somebody who can play. But yes, it's going to be a great game. Oregon State, Fresno State, right? So, won't be an official pick. Take it for what it's worth. But – uh both Chad and I are putting our hard-earned money. Nobody gives us for free. We have to work for our money. We're not King Charles. It just gets annoying. We have to convince strangers that we can provide them value. So we're putting that hard-earned money that wasn't easy to get on your Oregon State viewers. All right. Final thoughts, Chad. See, so have another fun weekend. 
I will be glued to the TV for 12 hours tomorrow. I will be <laughs> taking in as much information as I can. I'll have four games being recorded. I'll be going back and forth. I'll, I'll be watching football all day tomorrow, taking in as much information as I can. Um, you know, it's week two now. We've seen all these teams play. Um, so I'm expecting a big week, man. Once I once I get to see everybody play, man, my my I I start picking up, start rolling, start hitting those 70, you know, 65, 70%, you know, on on 30, 40 picks, you know, and that's where that bankroll starts flying up. So I'm big expecting time. a big I have the games on mute. Man. I'll have three or four TVs out there, maybe a computer watching all the games and a notepad. Because it's on mute. And if I see something that's relevant sports betting and me making money i'm going to write it down and we're sharing the information with you because like winston churchill right uh the queen was queen for 70 years but her biggest moment was when she told winston churchill that she was not leaving and going to canada when there was a possibility the germans were going to take london and she told winston churchill i'm staying here and winston churchill said the queen is staying here because this is a life lesson you make a living from your labor but the queen in that situation gave encouragement you make a life from what you give thank you for listening to the esbc podcast network as together we make money Carefully.